You're listening to Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the You Know What, Dude podcast. This is a special edition where Robert goes one-on-one with some of the most interesting people in the world, or at least in his world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. You know what, dude? You know what, dude? You know what, the You Know What Dude Podcast, one on one. Hey, this is Robert Kelly. Uh, I'm sitting here with the great Colin Quinn, the great Colin Quinn. Am I correct in assuming so? Uh, yes, you are correct. I am, right? Yeah. Tap on the top of your mic. Oh, yeah, you could. Yeah, you got to kind of hold these mics up there. Up here? Yeah. Yeah, right there. Is that okay? Yeah. Go ahead. A little more. Like, eat it. Like, blow it? Right there. Why do you have to blow? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know if blowing it is the... Well, yeah. this is better? That's so much better. Okay. <sighs> What's up, dude? What's going on? <laughs> Nothing's going on, Popcorn. Terrible. I know. Hi. Um, we're doing this podcast from the Riotcast Studios. I could have probably just hooked up into the board and yeah. did, did this, but I didn't know if we were going to... Um, we're doing a little test right now, making sure everything runs. The th- problem with podcasting, you got to make sure you test up front, make sure everything's running. Right. Correct? Yeah. So let's, uh, let's hear you. Well, um, we're doing the podcast, like you said. We're going to be probably start talking, at least start about talking about... Put together hours of stand-up, which is kind of an interesting thing. I don't know how many people have discussed it. Obviously, stand-up has been discussed to the point of uh, madness, but yeah. nobody's really talking about pu- putting together new hours. No. Which is kind of an interesting thing. Putting together an hour is, I'm doing it right now, and it's uh, it's actually crazy. Yeah, it is. It's it's like you work so hard. It's It's this thing that doesn't seem possible right it's not possible it's it's it brings me back to high school or junior high having this impossible amount of work to get to the next grade right and it's never going to happen unless i cheat or get somebody to do it and you're sitting there with with this this the, the first hour seems like it's it's you know it just it's there one day I paid a kid in pot to take a test for me once in, when I went to college. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I was going to fail. And did he do it? Yep. And he fit, and you he passed? passed? How would you get? Like 80 or something. I didn't want to do a great, great gauge. Just, you know, whatever I could get. It's funny, too, because people... Oh, shit. Hang on one second. I just got to make sure these mics work because you're coming in way low, but it might be your raspy voice. No. Don't blame my voice. Let me hear you. I'm fine. My voice is fine. Yeah, I mean, it sounds fine. Yeah. But it's not coming in fine. Let's go on the board. What board? Get back behind the desk. What are you talking about? Drop this idea and let's get to the desk. What do you, you don't like the idea. Do it again. All right. Talk more. Okay. So anyway, uh, yeah, we're talking about the new hours. Yes. And the... And the, and yeah, the I got uh, you. I got you. Oh, it's working good. Yeah, I just didn't have your knob on. Oh, okay. You sound great now. Good. Um... So, yeah, so, I mean, uh, you start out comedy, 
and you have five minutes of material, right? Right. And you don't know what you're doing. Right. Just writing yeah. down random things. You don't know what you're doing. It takes yeah. a long time. It takes five years to understand what you're doing at all. Just barely. Right? Five years before you understand anything. But I, I, I almost think that, uh, at least when I was coming up, that it, <laughs> you didn't even understand. You were just doing it. Right. You weren't trying to even understand it. You were just doing it. Until that point where somebody was like, I mean, I didn't even think about an hour. I didn't even think about filming anything. I thought about the next gig, the next live gig. Right. Where am I going to get the net? When am I going to become a middler? Right. When am I going to be able to go up last and headline and make right. a few hundred bucks instead of 50 bucks? Right. And that was the only goals. And then it was, when are you going to get to New York? Or when are you going to be able to work weekends at the club? Right. And when are you going to get some call? You know, it's like these, I was just looking for the next job, not thinking about, oh my God, I'm coming up with an hour. And then all of a sudden. But headlining means coming up with an hour. But I mean, when I was coming up, yeah, how coming up with the hour, but not for television. It was. Oh I think no, your first, I never think about television. Your first hour was four gigs. Yeah, of course. But I'm saying it's still an hour. It's but still like that. I don't think it's like that anymore. Who the hell is thinking of television? What is it, 1975? Uh, buddy, everybody, there's a lot of people with an hour that don't even headline on the road. There is, huh? Well, I think that there's, not that they're not headlining, of course, I'm being, I'm exaggerating, but, you know, when you think of a headlining road comic or club comic that right. goes up anywhere, anytime, no matter what, I mean, you have comics now that, you know, get fame before they get firm you know what i mean before that oh, hour yeah of course there's plenty of people like that so it's like i think uh i don't know it's like i think back when i i just remember you didn't like it wasn't available that hour was for famous people because it was they didn't do hours a lot back when i was coming up that's right hours were very limited and very special you know um and then now it seems like Everybody's got a fucking hour. There's right. so many hour specials out there. Sure, but that's uh, that's it. Still doesn't change the fact that it's hard once you do your hours, right? Yeah. Then you have to write a new one. Yeah, the right. I'm, I guess I'm going to the end of the conversation right at yeah. the beginning. I apologize, but that first hour that you come up with, I think, is a little. My point is a little easier. Because yes. you're not thinking, you're just thinking about stage time. Not only that, but how many people's first hour is still your best hour? I mean, I in in, in a uh, in a, in a normal what you would normally think is as you get older, you get better. Yeah, at stand up. But you write a lot of good shit. I wrote a lot of shit my first hour. I'm like, damn, I wish I had that bit. And you know, there's only a finite amount of material people have. It's like uh, you look at any band. Their first couple of albums are the better ones. Yeah. So it's like, all right, he's still putting out good stuff. Like Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen's like, hey, I want to play something from the new album. And everyone's like, okay, Bruce. <laughs> um, and then could you play something from the album you did in 1977, please? Yeah. Could you play something from Born to Run? He's like, yeah, but yeah. the new one, I'm more sophisticated. I understand myself better. And <laughs> we know, Bruce. Uh, how about playing My wife Day helped me write out. this one. Yeah. She's going to come out and sing he's with like, me. Listen, Bruce, just go back to the old stuff, all of you. So um, that's 
I mean, with stand-up, it's a little different because yeah. we should be a more perspective, but well, some think, great bits you had to give up, you know? Yeah. I, I, I actually think my second hour was my... Right. My first hour was... Uh, right, you never know what you're doing earlier. My first hour was... I did myself, and right. my second hour was a lot of fun. Yeah. The last one I liked, too, I th- but it's weird. I think I, I think I like this one more, to be honest with you. It's good, but it's hard. I think. Because... Here, I'll tell you what else is hard. Yeah. You're writing a new hour. Right. right. Now, there's some things you have left over. Like when you start, you can't go on stage blank. What do you mean? So you're going to, I mean, you don't go on stage. You're doing some old stuff when you're going on the road. You're not doing the new hour on the road right away. You have to do some old stuff to get them in. Then in the middle, you're doing all the new stuff. And then in the end, you're kind of playing around either way. Uh, not, nothing annoys me more when I hear a comic go, you know, when I, once that hour's done, I never do it again. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Uh, because you can go into your bank account and there's a never-ending amount of fucking mortgage payments. I need to, I can't, if I go into a club on a weekend and I sell tickets, I yeah. can't just go do a new new hour. Nobody does a new hour. Some, some people do. They don't do a blank new hour. Nobody, Bobby. Nobody. Just, in some comedy. people have said they do that. Well, I'm telling you, nobody in comedy goes up and does a blank new hour. I don't give a fuck. Everybody in comedy, you have to have some stuff that you have. Maybe it's stuff you haven't done in right. front of a. On, you haven't taped that. But nobody's walking in blank and ripping off a new hour after fucking six weeks. Uh, that I don't you, give a fuck. Okay. Well, some people say that. Well, whatever. But I mean, I don't know who says that, but it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. Nobody's tearing off a new hour out of fucking well, well, nowhere. Okay. But in my opinion, <laughs> I mean, I've, I, I lo- I'd love to talk to whoever's saying that and go, wait a minute. Now, break this down for me. But um, but you're using stuff. I'm just saying you're using stuff from right. You know, you always have to. I mean, here, here your first hour. Where did you film it? Where did you film it? Does it exist no, anywhere? I did like I did like half hours. I did a couple of half hours that were kind of you know half assed. So know. it doesn't exist. They exist. I'm sure. In but it's not. It's not out there as an hour. No, no. That's crazy. Which is good. It's good, but for me, it's like Patrice. A lot of his first jokes right aren't available. Right. You can't get them. Yeah. They were never recorded. Yeah, but that's good. Well, it's bad now. Yeah. It might have been good then. If he was still around, it'd be all right. Right. Because he'd have a chance to maybe... But a lot of stuff that's great, it gets dated. So even though it was amazing stuff, people are like, oh, that's not that good. And it's like, no, at the time, it was amazing. But right. you don't. But times change. So suddenly, Patrice has this great bit, and you're like other people do shit like that. It's like, yeah, they did it after he did it. Right. But I mean, you know, at the time, it was a breakthrough bit. You know, that happens a lot too. It's it's the you 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 have how many hours? How how many uh, one man shows? Well, I mean, I did two that never got filmed. But what was the name of them? Irish Wake and uh, My Two Cents. My Two Cents. Mm-hmm. What was Dawn saw two? that one. Dawn who? Your wife. When the fuck did my wife see a show you, without me? You were out of town and she came and saw my show. What are you talking about? When was this? <laughs> who, 2007, who? 2000, no, 2010. Where's your phone? Uh, right here. You have my wife's number in my phone? I don't think so. You, you better not. <laughs> Type in, I want you to search for baby. <laughs> my wife's number comes up under baby, I'm going to kill you. Oh, brother. Let me see. Hold on. 
When did my wife come and see your special? It's all right. The gag's over. All right, you're right. Because you can't see your phone. It's um, taking too long. Yeah, it was... Uh, this was Sam Morell. He was, was on his phone two seconds. 2010. My wife came. Where was I? On the road somewhere. Really? And did I set it up? I must have set it up. I don't know. I... <laughs> You fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She came to the show. All right. Whatever. Anyway, that was one show. But anyway, I did the Irish Wake. I did these two th- uh, my two cents, which I never got to film either one of them. Right. And the Irish Wake, it's funny, because I never got to film it. And this was literally on Broadway for two months. On Broadway. On Broadway. But in those days, this is like 1998. You don't film Broadway. Yeah. In 1998, you weren't allowed to film. Yeah. So they were like, and it was like, no, it knows, nowadays somebody would have a copy of something. I have no copies. I have no film of it whatsoever. So the only way you could ever have this is if you remembered what you did. No, I have it written in various incarnations. I have various things of it. But now the, the full show that was on Broadway, I have no way of having. No. Ever. Never. Never. Silly. Crazy. It's sad. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question, because you have one-man shows, right? and then you have stand-up. You have these yeah. hours. This, this new thing you're working now yeah. is an hour stand-up special. It's an hour, but it's not a stand-up special. I mean, honestly, I mean, I don't even know what it is yet, but it's not, uh, I don't want to just, I don't want to even film it right now, because like what you just said, there's such a saturation, so what am I going to do? Just film it for what? So well, I can go, hey, I have another hour out. Gives you shit, you know what I mean? But you're you, but the, you went, you started doing these one man shows. It's not an hour special. You right. think of an hour special, it is just the the pure act of making somebody laugh for that hour. Right. Just solid. Not that they all do that. Right. <laughs> but that's what you think a special yeah. is. Your shows, uh, your one man shows, it's a little a little more slower paced. You, it, it, but it's a lot of information. Inside a very funny uh, format, you're giving us information about New York City right. and um, uh, how it all fits together culturally in a very blue collar, funny, but smart way. Instead of, could you pull that off? You can't pull it off at the fucking, uh, the the you know the 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 fucking Toledo and, funny bone. Well, it's funny you say that because exactly. I mean, exactly. I was at the Columbus uh, place, and I did my latest stuff with this kind of a structure. And, like, they were laughing, but the minute I lost the structure after the first show, it was doing much better. Because you can do it, but it's never going to be quite the same. You know what I mean? And, and it feels weird to that the audience like, okay, we're laughing, but this structure thing is bugging us. But it's a, it's a psychological thing. I, I think it's very psychological is that, okay, when you go into new joke night. Right. And they know it's New Joke Night. They're laughing way more. Right. That's right. Like, I went last week and I said, look, I'm not telling jokes. I have to tell this story. Right. For Ari Shafir's This Is Not Happening. Yeah. So it's a story. Yeah. And this, it's about addiction. And here you go. They're with me much more than if I had just went up at the cellar and tried to do that story. That's right. I would have bombed at the cellar. That's right. Because psychologically, they're expecting something different. It's like trying to get a drink of milk, and it's actually orange juice. You're like, ugh, what the fuck? That's right. You hate either one. That's right. Right? So with this one-man show, in the club, if you lose that structure, do you, is it the, just, is the it psycho- jokes all work. Right. But you just have to change what you said, like the milk and the orange juice. You have to change the, nobody wants to hear something that's totally, uh, thematic for a whole hour when they're in a club yeah they don't get they're like hey man listen 
I had a couple of drinks. I'm here. This is the way it works. You know what I mean? The guys before you were doing the right with them, even if you're better, still. I want to hear, you know what I mean? Yeah. I want you to bap around different sides. You know, there's a rhythm. And it's a great rhythm because it disciplines you. So instead of doing a long one-man show that's not getting laughs the whole time, yeah. I'm nervous. If I'm not getting laughs, right. I if I'm doing a Constitution show and they're not laughing, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable, which is a good thing. Why? Because I don't want to do a show... I'm not a I'm not a brilliant philosopher that's got I don't have answers. If I had answers, then I'd say, Okay, I've got answers, so you should shut up and listen. But I don't hear anybody in the world with answers. So in the meantime, I'm just making my observations. I want to get laughs while I'm doing it. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to do. Get laughs. So if I'm if I'm talking about the Constitution and I'm not getting laughs and I don't have some brilliant answer to the whole problem, though, some solution, then what's, what am I doing up there? Just rambling, talking. I might as well be teaching a class. But right. I want to say, no, no, I'm going to make this funny and still observe certain things that I want to talk about. You know? Right, yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, that's that's the challenge for me, you know. But it's, it's I mean, do you think like all these... I mean, you have four... Uh, how many hours? Five hours? Five. Five hours... Along with your your specials yeah. and your one man shows, that's a lot of fucking material. And now this this new one six. No, this new one's is five. Six. This, new this is six. six. You have six hours. Right. I mean, you you're, you're burning through material. Like with me, it takes me a couple years. Me too. To come up with. Me too. Takes me a couple of years too. So why is it that we have all these specials out there? We have all this material, all these hour specials, and n nothing is really blowing us away. Like, like when you saw Richard Pryor's live in concert, right? You were like, "What the fuck?" I mean, looking back on it, it's not the greatest material, it's right? Not, but it's just there was something about it. Eddie Murphy's yes, delirious. There was some and, and raw even. Right, I would say that you know. Um, even Ellen, Ellen's first two specials were like, what the fuck? But in those days, there was less, it was more of an event. I mean, you look at Chris, you know what I mean? Chris, Chris Rock, when he yeah. did uh, yeah. Bring the Paint, you know what I mean? Yeah. Louis' first special, you know, like those, even, even though it was 10 years ago. Yeah. But it's like, those specials, whatever combination of where they hit and, and what was out there, it was like, okay, people just click in. But now, there's... 50 specials a year. But, I mean, but, like you said, there's 100 hours. There's probably 100 hours coming out this year. It's crazy. Right? 100 yeah. hours. And most of them are good, but so what? Everybody's like, that was okay. What's next? So unless you came in, unless you came from like, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what you would do unless you came from another planet to really hit people with like, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. Everybody else is like, you know, even the big names, it's like people see them or don't. It's almost like even the big names, you, it's like you'll get around to it. That's right. It's exactly. Like, you'll did get you see, like, Dave Chappelle, I mean, hasn't been back. He came up with two. He came up with two. It's like, what the fuck is that? I don't know what to do. Right, right, right. Like, I don't know what to do with that. Why <laughs> did you do two? I know. Like, well, he had to. Yeah, but why? Like, why didn't it come out? I don't know, like six months later. Or because they're saying, hey, let's do something different. He's probably like, hey, guess what? Everybody's doing out special. I'll do two. You know what I mean? That's but it's getting, it's getting to be like comedy shows in the city where just a comedy show isn't enough anymore. 
we right. have to be naked. We have to right. ha wear something on our head. We have to do roast battles. We have to, right. you know, it, everything is, is always some fucking weird thing now where stand-up comedy is not enough. An hour is not enough. An hour is not enough. But I do feel that the one good thing about comedy, the yeah. one thing about comedy is that when people go out, no matter what, even though it's always going to be weird and whoever, you know, it's never going to make sense. Yeah. When people go out and they're sitting in that audience and you make them laugh for an hour. Right. That's still important in the sense that they walk out and they go, I just got my money's worth. And you could go see a lot of stuff, a lot of plays, a lot of bands. Yeah. And you're like, all right, that was okay. But I don't know if I enjoyed myself. I get a little bored. With stand-up, if you're laughing for an hour, you're like, I got my money's worth. Yeah. You know, I came to laugh. This person advertised as somebody's going to make me laugh for an hour, and they did it. Yes. That's important. That's good. Yeah. In a world where a lot of stuff is like, yeah, that was a ripoff, and that was unquality. It's not a ripoff if you're laughing for an hour. Yeah. You're not getting robbed. I want to talk to you about this, because this is what... Here, use this mic, because this mic seems to be better. I'm um, talking to that. Yes. So, oh, my God. So much better. Can you hear yourself? Yeah. You can. Um, okay, here we go. Yeah. You, uh, this is so much better. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, so much better. Um, sorry about the first couple minutes of that, but um, you, like the process of writing for you, I find it's grueling for me to write jokes. I write a lot on stage. Like I'll just go up with something that happened that day. Right. And I'll just go up and, and, and do it and just, you know, fuck it. Right. Wing it. And then all of a sudden something will come out of that. I'll say something funny, blah, blah, blah. And then I have the skirting of the joke and then I'll just keep working it. Right. It's almost like a song. You hear songwriters all the time talk about, uh, you know, Oh, it just came to me in five minutes. Like one of the greatest songs in the world. Right. Right. And, I get that because sometimes really good jokes for me because I write on stage a lot and I very rarely do I go home and punch something up, uh, you know, with work like on a computer. Um, I usually do it on a notepad a little bit and then right. go on stage and save it and keep adding to it. Like, how do you how do you do it? Because your jokes, you know. There's information in your jokes that you kind of have to know, especially with these one-man shows. You have right. to know history, and you're telling us a, f a thing of history about a certain group, and then the joke is coming in at the end. Right, right. How do you how do you come up with that? Well, it's just say it's like it's like I keep thinking about it. like look, the Constitution shows the best example of I'm writing a show at the Constitution, so I'm going. What am I trying to say? And the only reason I started writing was I, I don't understand why people love this Constitution. Everybody's always obsessed with how great it is. I go, what's so great about it? It's just a stupid system they put together. It's boring the way they wrote about it. And then I go, what's so great about it? And then I go, oh, I start reading about the Constitution. And I'm like, oh, they wrote it while they were drinking for three days. That's kind of cool. So then I go, oh. So I start, I start saying, oh, it makes sense. Like all these laws are like guys in a bar. What did they come? What would you think of if you were a group of guys that were in a bar trying to figure out this little country? Like if me and you, and then, well, we wouldn't. Be, but I'm saying, if we were the group of guys and we're like, listen, I got a state, you got a state. Yeah. I got these people acting like this, you got people acting like that. We're trying to put this together, so we don't get attacked by somebody. Right, yeah. What do we do? What do we think? We hash it out. Yeah. So I start thinking that way. And then I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. And then these guys are like, we don't want to be like this. We don't want to be like this. We don't want to be like this. All the systems that existed. Right. And I'm like, oh, it's funny because it's like us. Right, yeah. Like I look at it like we're a couple of these founding fathers. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, that's funny. That's funny. Of course they would think that way. You're making, you know what I mean? And I start thinking that way. 
It was so so that that is what 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 started the your that one man show about the Constitution. Yeah, the fact that I was like, I don't understand why people love this. Why people love this document, whether they're on the left or right, they love this document. And that just from that little nugget, you're like, okay, I'm gonna do a show on this. Uh, yeah. And you found out how it was done, and you're like, oh my god. Then you compare it to where you're at today, and then you're like, I want to write a show on this. Right. Like, how do you know there's enough material on that one thing? I mean, yeah. You know, how well, you- because I'm sort of doing the history of the country. It's sort of about the history of how the Constitution, but it, yeah, it was. I don't know, but I'm saying, but but it's such a it's such a big document and such an important document. It kind of led us to where we are now. That I kind of knew that there might be there was something there, you know. But but at, at some point, do you get? Was there any point where you're like, dude, I got I I I got nothing left? Where you had to find another avenue? Yeah, find another all the time. What what I started doing was uh, I started doing all this other stuff, this old material in the middle of the show. Right. Because, like I said, I couldn't imagine doing a straight new hour of the Constitution. So I had all this other stuff. And then the other stuff, I kept windling it away. Right. And that's that's what I thought everybody does with a new hour. Like, you have old stuff in the middle, you do your other stuff, and then windle it slowly away. And I listened to the stupid tapes every day, which was torture. Right. And I read all this stuff about the Constitution. I read these books on the Constitution. You know, once you start looking for anything, like they always say, if you need an air conditioner, you notice all the ads for air conditioners. It's true. If, like a new car. Like once you're looking for a new car, all of a sudden, that's all you see is the car you're looking for. Yeah. I didn't even know they existed. Exactly. And it's the same with the Constitution. You start seeing all these, oh, that person's been talking to the Constitution on, you know, on some radio show. And I never even thought about that right, person right. or the show, but that's what they talk about. And then you look on YouTube, of course, there's everything on there, you know, people talking about the Constitution. So you're just, you got obsessed with the Constitution. Reading books on it, yeah. For... Four, sorry, these mics are fucking up. I'm sorry. No. Um, you got to... What the fuck? This thing Let's is, go to the board. We're not going to the board. We're not going to the board. We're not <laughs> going to the goddamn board. I, there's just a little fuck up. It's called the hiccup in the audio world. Okay? We might have to go to the board. <laughs> there we go. Your mic is just smoking hot. My mic is just off. No. And I don't know why. That's the problem. But it's better that your mic be on and my mic be off than uh, vice versa. Right? I guess. Yeah, absolutely. You're the you're the podcast. guest. You're the guest. Exactly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, here we go. Maybe that works right there. Let's just keep it there. So what we're saying is like you said about when you're looking for a new car. It's the same thing with comedy, as you know. When you're talking about a certain bit. Yes. Suddenly, you start thinking in terms of that bit. So something happens to you that day, that bit you're working on. You're like, I got to write that down because that reminds me of that bit. Right. And that's just what it... It's a weird process, and it's a hard one. It's hard because so much has been covered, and you're always like, is but that no, But here's the thing with your thing. Nobody has covered the Constitution. That's what sets you apart because you're this guy from Brooklyn, okay, raspy voice, 
you know, look, you're not known as, um, you know, a fucking the, a Greg Proops. You don't need the smartest guy in the world or whatever. You're not claiming to be. But all of a sudden, here you are, this fucking sweater-wearing dude, rusty voice from Brooklyn guy, breaking down the Constitution. But a lot of people, believe me, a lot of idiots didn't understand. They're like, oh, he's not talking about all the amendments. It's like, no, no. Like you said, I'm breaking it down to what it means personal, what it means to our personality as Americans. Right. And they're like, he didn't discuss. It's like they want you to go into like, hey, man, this amendment. Meant, it's like, shut up. Then it's not funny. Right. It's funny if you're talking about the, 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 the nature of why we are the way we are as people. Right. Based on the Constitution. Exactly. But everybody's like, you know, I have a couple of people just like, yeah, you know, I read these things, of course, online, which is always very healthy for you. Like, well, he doesn't really, he covered this, or a couple of reviewers were like, he doesn't really talk about the Constitution. It's like, no, stupid. I am talking about the Constitution. <laughs> I'm really talking about it. You're really you talking could, about you it. Could, you want me to throw offensive fancy, like, terminology that people have read in the Constitution? What, how does that help comedy or show being interesting, you know? Right. That's the thing. As we both know, a comedian... One of our jobs is get rid of the fat when you're on stage. Right. Well, and me and you both have a time, well, hard time with that. I meant, yeah. But <laughs> me more act. than you lately. <laughs> but in the act. Three years. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, uh, is get rid of all the excessive, like, yeah. all the things that everybody says every day, yeah. basically, that we all say. We say it too. Yeah. But it's like, so if I'm on stage, I'm saying what I, I don't know, but whatever the subject is, people are like, okay, get to the joke, more or less. Right. So it doesn't mean you can't. Have some setup. You have yeah. to have setup. You right. want to be, you know, you want to give you, you want to, you want to convey. You're not just up there to make people laugh. You're also like, hey, this is Robert Kelly's story. This is how I feel and how I see things based on my life. Mm -hmm. But that being said, you're not up there to go, hey, please just listen to me. You're like, listen to me, and what I do, why you pay me, is because I'll make you laugh when I discuss it, right. and hopefully you'll be able to go. I get, I felt it. I, I identify with it, but I'm also laughing because that's the job. That's what comedian means, you know? Yeah. Now that you have this, you have this new hour that you're working on, you, uh, you basically pretty much opened up the fat black pussycat. Yeah. But I mean, you're the first comic to start going in there and, and just inflicting myself on the audience weekly. But you sell it out every week. Um, and the crowd is definitely there to see you or to see that type of show. They, they know it's you. Right. They're paying to come see you. Um, and you go up there with your notepad. You put it on the windowsill. And you go step by step through your little chunks. And you're, is, are you taping it every night? Taping it every night. Okay, so stop there. You're taping it every night on what? On my phone. Okay, so just on your phone. Yeah. And you can hear that. Yeah. Okay. So you're on your phone, you're taping it every night, and then what do you do with that audio? Well, what I did with Unconstitutional was I was at Creek and Cave all the time, and I taped it, and I listened to it every day on the train. With this, I've been a little bit slack. So I'll listen to like, every two weeks, I'll listen to one out of four, which is not good. I should be doing it every day, the way I did it with the other one. Right. And so I've been, about, but I've listened to a bunch, but I haven't listened to them all the time, right. which is, you're supposed to listen to them all, or at least listen to whatever you think the new section might be. Right. But like, a, before a gig, I'll listen to it, you know, and, and then that gives you new insights. But if I was yeah. doing it the way I did it for Unconstitutional, I'd be a lot farther along. And even New York Story, I did it that way too. 
It's funny because, uh, you know, I, I was talking to Ari about the show, uh, his show, This Is Not Happening. And I was like, you know, he's like, what story are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm doing the story. I did it on his live show once. I already did it. And the guy, the producer was like, that's a good one, whatever. So I was like, cool. And then uh, he's like, make sure you go on stage and do it. And I was like, 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 go on stage and tell the story. He's like, yeah, just fuck you. It's going to suck. You're going to bomb. Who cares? Just do it. Do it around 13 times. Just keep doing it. 13. Wow. You know, he, that's what he said. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Because every time you go up, it's going to get better. It will get worse. It will get better. You'll come up with new stuff. Record all the sets and listen to them and, and, and keep adding those little things. And by the time you shoot the show, the story you'll have, you'll know parts are funny. Right. So he goes, he goes so many people bomb you know, on the show. Right. He's like, because they just go up and think they're going to tell a story. And it, that doesn't always prevail. Right. Because it's just, it was good there, but it wasn't right. good. And and believe it or not, every time I go up, it becomes something else. Yeah. It, like something, I'll say something else, or another nuance will happen, or another part of the story I remember. Right, right, of course. And, and you're like, oh God. And now all of a sudden you have, and then it started, it sucked. I bombed. It just was terrible. Yep. And I was like, fuck me. I don't want to do the show. I wanted yeah. to cancel. And then the next night I went up, I added a little piece up in front. I'm, like, I'm just going to try this. And that opened up a whole new thing that right. I went down. And you keep fucking with it. every. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, here's this. I have a 10-minute. I could make this a bit. That's great. Like, That's this, great. This could actually be something in my act if I kept working it. Right. And I was like, wow. Like... Well, and, and it's refreshing, and, and, and it's not, you know, and I'm sitting there going, oh, shit, some of my other jokes are these thoughts. Right. You know, like I have a, I have a thing about urinals. Right. Or, you know, and it's like, or I have a thing about how porn's free. Right. And yeah, they're jokes, and yes, I get laughs, and but I'm sitting there going, they're not personal to me. Right. They are a little bit, but not really. I mean, you know, being an alcoholic or... Uh, you know, uh, being an addict or, you know, something like that or some some situation that happened to me is so personal to me and so part of my life. And then you think of this other stuff, this other comedy that you write, and you're like, fuck, uh, is it, it's not the same. And am I, should you go, like your comedy, you always write, especially the last four or five years, you've always written almost on a subject right. or a thing, your view on it. Right. Like, you don't have any jokes that are kind of out of the box. Like, do you avoid that intentionally? Or do you, I mean, do you do well, those jokes anymore? Sure I do. But first of all, two things. One is, did you ever, the, the point we're missing is, did you ever go, Ari, your show is not big enough to warrant me doing 13 bomb <laughs> sets of experimentation? Thank God you got a bit out of it. Second of all, <laughs> uh, what show is big enough? Not Ari's. There's none. There's no more shows that are big. That's what right. show's big? Exactly. What show is big? What You're show like, you'd be like, oh my God, like, I'm doing the Tonight Show. Who, yeah, Mike okay. Vecchione did it last night. Right. Everybody does it. Yeah. Not that I love Mike Vecchione. Oh, he's great. Bobby, I heard you made fun of me on the podcast. I don't appreciate things. No. Shut up, Mike. I'm going to get fucking hooded by Mike in an alley. <laughs> it's all I got. That was a pretty big thing for me, man. Yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, 
No, it's a. It's. I'm just saying the uh, what you're talking about, which is that when you grow, what you grow, what you get out of that story. Yeah. Is it is more fun. It is more fun when you're doing stuff that's that's sort of personal. But fucking Drake, as you know, we both know all the talk in the world means shit. We're, we're doing Pittsburgh together, right? Yes, sir. So here's this crowd in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Somebody's on before you, and they're killing, right? Right. And you're like this. Right then, at that moment, I don't give a fuck about personal. I don't give a fuck about... I just want my jokes to not bomb. And so there's also that part of comedy, which is a good thing, because it keeps us honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the theoretical, like, <laughs> you know, I want to talk about this. And it's like, this crowd <laughs> is going to fucking eat me alive, yeah. or they're not. And yeah. so those times I'm like, hey, guess what? I'm glad I got my fucking jokes. You know what I mean? And that's a big part of it, too. But that's important because yeah. most people in showbiz never have to deal with that. So some guy could be writing TV shows or screenplays or whatever uh, in a kind of an insular world where everybody's kind of supportive. Guess what? When you're dealing with a fucking crowd, they're like, I don't know. I'm a, this guy's a fucking steel worker. This guy's a fucking computer nerd. They're all in the fucking audience, and they all want to fucking laugh, and the person before me is killing. Yeah. Then, guess what? All the, hey, you know, I want to make sure. It's like, <laughs> fuck this. Fuck this. Fuck, where's my note? I come out there and fucking kill. And that right. matters. Yes. That's part of what we do, too. Right, yes. Right? Yeah, I mean, you know? I mean because... You, you, yeah, I mean, your comic ego. It's comic ego, but it's also, they're saying, we paid to laugh. <laughs> and I, I, I believe in comedians getting laughs from the fucking audience. So it's like, yeah, 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 we want to hear your opinion. If you can make it funny, I want to hear anything about you. But if I'm not laughing, I'd rather have a guy out there with a fucking joke book. You know what I mean? Yeah, or doing stolen material. Or doing stolen or material. Hacky shit. Because I want to fucking laugh. Yeah. So it's good. It's a good... It's It can be too much sometimes. And then, yeah. you know, like you said, it becomes thieves and hacks. Well, but I, I, it's, there's a discipline there that's that, that's good. Well, it's like I, I love my act, you know. But right. By the time it's an hour, I don't love it anymore. I know. I know. And I'm people, sick of it. People don't understand... When you're sick of it is the time when you when it's finally honed perfectly. Yeah, there's something different about a song. You know, I know you. You know, I'm sure. Uh, you know, people get sick of singing a right. song. I'm sure Prince got sick of singing "Purple Rain." Yes. I'm sure that Michael Jackson. Uh, you know, I'm sure that all these people, Led Zeppelin, got yeah. sick of. You know. Stay away to heaven. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that they got sick of it after you know, but. There is a thing you can get into. You're playing the guitar. He's singing. He's doing the drums. Oh, yeah. Everybody's kind of doing this thing together, almost like a job. When you're out there by yourself yeah. and you're like, fuck, yeah. uh, I'm done with this hour. Right. And and then and here's a question or here's a scenario I want you to kind of philosophize. Ready? You got... Uh, and as soon as I said philosophize, I heard Keith Robinson, shut your face, dummy. Meanwhile, I loved it. I'm like, oh, yeah, philosophize. <laughs> um, well, you have... Yeah, okay, philosophers. Okay. You, okay, yeah. You have your hour. Right. Right? You have this hour that you did. And it's it's two years in. You're done. You did it. It's completed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now you start to talk about something else. Right. But you still have to do that other hour. Right. You have that in there. Like you said, you have to open up with some stuff and close with some. Sure. And, and all of a sudden, your new hour is getting bigger and bigger, and you have that other shit still in there. 
right? Right, right, right. It's and it's not the same. It's different. Right. It's, you know, and I mean, what the fuck do we do? What do we do with that? What do we like? That's a hard thing for me to be on stage and be like, shit, I have an hour and 20 I could do. Right. What do I cut out? What do I do? What? Okay. The new stuff's in now. I feel shitty leaving this old stuff behind. Like I feel it's scary. It's right. almost scary leaving it behind. Like not doing it anymore, and it's never been recorded. It's never been documented. Right. And where is it going to go? Am I going to remember it? Was it done? Was right. it really done? Right. Um. I don't know. Like it's it's a weird transition because you're trying to write all the time now. I mean. Right. I mean that's that's the curve that's been set. Right. To have a new hour. These fans expect us. Right. To have new shit yeah. every couple of years. Yeah. If not every year. Right. So what do we? I mean, what do we do? I mean, yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one. But I mean, I, I mean, I think that like, um, you know, yeah. I mean, once you go back into a market and these people come see you again, they do expect new stuff. You know what I mean? Which is, but I mean, it's almost like a, it's it's. That's why film. That's why everybody filming specials all the time is probably not the best idea, because I feel like then you do these specials. Here's what bothers me: always. you film a special, you're like okay, I'll never do that material again. Then you do one or two bits because you haven't got your new new hour yet. Yeah. And the crowd's like, that bit was great. You're like, no, that means I could have done all that old shit and you would have killed even more. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like how many people? Like I think there should be a rule where everybody has to watch your new hour. What? <laughs> or else, or else, why are you doing? Everybody has to have watched it before they come into the show. Well, or else they don't appreciate. Well, here's the, new the deal: show. if you're selling out, if yeah. you're if you're selling out theaters, I know you really you're on a there's a there is a different level. I mean, yes, they've seen your hour. You sold the yeah. fuck out. It's yeah. a twenty five five thousand seat theater, twenty five hundred right. seats. So they've seen it. So now they're giving you uh, they're giving you credit on new jokes. Do some new stuff, right? <sighs> Do some of the but do some oh that's awesome yeah, and then you, you know I mean these guys some of these guys are doing a new hour every year yeah, like Louis, Louis Amy did an hour uh, right. Bird did an hour, he he does quick hours too right right yeah um but I mean yeah I mean it's it's a fine line between doing a new hour because you you know I mean I understand the pressure is to do a new hour. But it's tough to film them all the time because you don't necessarily have to film. Like with comedy, sometimes you, what's a great hour in the club, you don't need to film it. That's that can happen too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It doesn't need to. It doesn't need to be. You know, I don't know. These we've all gone special crazy now, and it's like yeah, it's like it's exactly. It's, it's a good word. There's so many. You know, <laughs> it's like what? We're it's saturated. Like they, you know? It's it's like they see so much fucking stand up now. I know, which is great, but what? at the same time, it's like people don't remember. It's all gone in a in a minute. Like you said, people are like I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. I'm supposed to watch two specials in a row by Chappelle, or I'm supposed to watch the five. It's like all these specials of all these. Great comics, which is great. But then there's guys that just don't do specials and do the same hour and the same shit every year and go back to the same clubs and fucking kill. Yeah, and that's true. don't even give a fuck. That's right. And it's like I wonder what these fans. I always wonder what these fans like. What is that thing? You know, like why? Why? 
why are we not? Why are you and me not selling? We've been in the business a long time. I feel like we're both hilarious. Why are we not selling out thousand seat theaters or fifteen hundred seat theaters every time we play? You know why? To put it mildly, well, um, uh, well, it's look, man. I know. I, I don't. I don't understand what that thing is. That sticky thing that happens with these fans. Right, that st- sticky something about it, and yeah. it happened. It's not just being in the business twenty years or being the new person in the business. Because I've right. seen it happen to people in the business, sure, out of the blue, just right. all of a sudden sure. become famous. Yeah, it's like a wildfire. It's something. Yeah, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't either. You know and, what I mean? You, know, you don't know if I had a guy say to me, "Why aren't you more successful?" Right, and it's like, well, I'm I'm pretty successful. Right. I, I'm very happy, but I understand what he was saying. I don't think he was being mean. I think he was saying, no. why aren't you like these other people that I don't like as much? Right. I yeah. like you a lot. Yeah. Why aren't you selling out this theater in my house? Why are you playing the local club? Right. When you should just come in once. Yeah. Or he might have been being a dick. <laughs> he might have been being a dick, but 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 either way, it's a good question. Because you're right, a lot of people are like, oh my God, you're Joe, you know, they say the same thing to yeah. me, but like, oh my God, you should be this or whatever. Yeah. And um, I don't- I mean, you've done both. I don't know. You've done, you've sold out theaters and you've done But clubs. I haven't really sold out big theaters. I've never was a big, I never went over 600 seats. Really? That way. Oh, never. Okay. So, I mean, I, which is great for me, but I've never been like above 600 ever, right. you know. And um, so it's kind of a, yeah, I mean, I don't know what that thing is, you know. I mean, I've, what do you do? I could- uh, I was thinking of starting wearing a Matadors jacket, you know. <laughs> I think that'd be a nice but, touch. But let me let me I tell you, I must do. If you did, <laughs> if you did, I almost want to try this experiment because we talked about that on OP. Steal my Matadors jacket. I would but. never do that, but you can join my thing that I'll do. What is it? Well, I was talking about on the OP and Anthony show. God rest its soul. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, that question on the road. Woo! Oh, I know. What did you? I know. Oh, who on the? It's like yeah. which one? Are you, shut up! I'm with them all. Who cares? Right. Why do I? <laughs> right. Why do we? First of all, why would I reveal any inside information I have <laughs> to you? Who's going to go online and fucking say, "Hey, you know what I just heard"? <laughs> yeah, what well, tell you? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Can but... you keep a secret? <laughs> <laughs> all right. If I tell you this, you can't tell anybody, and that includes Reddit. <laughs> Um, I'm proud to say I've never been on I've been on Reddit one time Yeah Proud to say I've never been on it <laughs> um, But I remember going on there And I I remember I came on with And I was like All I need is a, a catchphrase And a people I remember that Yeah of course SNL a week later Had a skit on it I swear to God They listened to the fucking show But it's a Yeah it's a catchphrase And a people Yeah and I remember your catchphrase. Where are we going? Where are we going? Right. If you, I would love to do an experiment. Where where I going? become Billy the Bassman, and you get the Matador with the vest. My Matador and then we can jacket. get Chip Chipperson. What's that? Yeah. We get Chip, and we go down south because oh. we'd have to start somewhere there, uh. right? Where they really don't like in the middle of, the, and we start the show, right? <laughs> where you're a bullfighter cowboy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> where? Going, Matador. <laughs> what would your name be? Matador what? Oh, I don't know. Matador Enrique, maybe? <laughs> I know you'd have we're gonna be in the middle of the country. You gotta you gotta fucking unspice that. <laughs> Matador Mike. <laughs> Miguel, Matador Miguel. Oh yeah. There you go. I swear to God, I we would make a million dollars. There would be a slight possibility 
that it might work? Well, maybe back in the 80s or whatever. I mean, now it's a different thing. The middle of the country is the same as everywhere else. The East Coast and West Coast, they're the same. It's I mean, fucking, you go out there. But it's not what, what, what these people cling on to. I don't, I don't understand it. It's, it's, it's no, unattainable. But, and, and managers and agents and everybody, everybody, when they see it, it's almost like the gold rush. When they see something that the public is latching onto, they immediately just start fucking throwing things on it to see if that will, if they can get one too. Right. Do this. Do more of this. Do that. Right, right, do this. Right. We got to start this. You got to. Right. Do Everybody wants you to. You got to really got to do. Twi- twi- you got to do p- Facebook. You got to do podcasting. Right. Right. You got to have a, a live Facebook feed. You got to have a sure. Do tweet. You got to tweet. You got to be a good Twitter. And and it, none none of it fucking matters. No, it's just one of those things where it's just either it happens or not. There's really no. There's no logic to it. It's very you know. It's just. A, who knows what it? I don't know what it is. It's a weird thing. Nobody, no. get, if anybody could figure out what it is, of course they'd be in charge of show business. Because what if it was as simple as putting a vest on and going and growing some sideburns, Matador? Mike. Matador, Mike. Yeah, no, I think the Matador thing would be good. But um, yeah, but the thing is, you'd have you'd sell out to all Mexicans. Yeah, and cowboys. They like a Matador. Yeah, that's Mexican. Right. And you'd have a lot of people not like you for killing bulls. Oh yeah, that's right. A, a lot, lot of the industry would be people against you. People would be you. like, you know, Katy really, Perry would not like you. Do you know what matadors do? And I'd be like, oh, well, you know, this guy's a—he's a nice matador. <laughs> he uses plastic. He doesn't really use real. St- and they're like, well, you, you teach bullfighting. Yeah, <laughs> matador, Mike. But uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, you just got—you know how the beauty of comedy is. Yeah, you're gonna be. You're gonna do your thing. Yeah, I'm gonna do my thing. It's like. Mm. Of course, it's never, nobody's ever satisfied, you know, but it's, it's still, at least nobody can really steal who you are no. and what you've lived. So it's, it's <laughs> almost like, you know what I mean? There's something yeah. about it that's, that still makes sense to me in the sense that like when you're getting laughs, like you said, when you're up there getting laughs for an hour, yeah. like that's a real thing. Like that's an actual real thing. It's a real thing, right? Yeah. And I've done it many a nights. Yeah. But what is it to make these people stick? What is it to make that's, them? That's nobody. That's uh, like weird... I said, nobody can ever answer that. You know what I mean? Mm. Because it's it's nothing that's it's it's nothing that's that's tangible. It's just kind of because it's not weight. It's not looks. No, it's, it's not just it's, something. It's not because there's fat people that have made it. Yes, I mean, John Panette was huge. Uh, there's people who are bald. Uh, you know, I no, mean, it has nothing to do with that. It's just one of those things. It's it's something. It's a weird, it's yeah, a weird it's thing. A, like, look, I, I mean, I'm I'm, you know, ecstatic right now of, you know, where comedy is taking me. Yeah, but you know, like I, you know, and it's weird too because, like, I watch you. You know, come up with these hours. I, and it's funny because I'll call you, and you, I know you. Go, I'm writing, I'm writing, and we talk a lot on the phone. But every day you're sitting. I kind of want to get into this too. Your writing process. I know it's writing is different for everybody, right? And you know, you have to find your thing to write, whether it be a certain computer, a certain chair, a desk, a certain window, a place to write. It's. It's your thing. You have to find your thing. Well, it's funny you're saying that because when I say my thing, you're probably going to laugh. Why? Because my thing <laughs> is I have to. You ever heard of the old carrot and the stick? Yeah, except it's carrot cake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unlike, unfortunately, it's not carrots. I have to go out to a diner and I have to give myself a treat. 
Why? Because what are you, fucking nine. That's that's how I, I am. If I sit in my house, I can't write. I can barely do. Once in a while, I can really zone in and do like I'm just gonna write and sit there with a glass of water. But guess what? Most well, of the time, I what got. <laughs> Why are you gonna go the extremes? It's either carrot cake and tea or water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what the fuck? So I got to go out because in my house, there's a million things to do in your house. You could fall asleep. Yeah. You can put it on the TV. Yeah. You can whack off. There's a million <laughs> options that are better than writing. Yeah. You go out to a diner. You know what I mean? And you're just stuck there, and you just shut your phone. I put my phone on the airport, and I just say, I'm going to write. I'm going to eat my little treats. They're going to bring me over stuff. I'll have a couple of little banter, as you've heard many times with the waiter. Oh, you want to be the mayor of every town. <laughs> Any town you're in, you're the mayor within and five minutes. I force myself to, to write. Now, how, do you, with headphones or what? Headphones. You have headphones I, on? I listen to it, yeah. What do you listen to? You, my tape. So you have your headphones sometimes on. Sometimes I listen to tape. What kind of headphones? Just, I don't know, Bose. I mean, just, you know. Yeah, well, just the best headphones ever, you mean? Yeah. Bose? Yeah, because I don't want, uh, you know, I have Bose. I have two kinds, you know. I have those and I have big ones. I think it's like, for me, it's like when, I, when I'm when i going to start the gym again, yeah. I got to get new shorts, a nice sneaker, yeah. a nice water ball. I got to get all yes. new yes. gear yeah. to get me into it. Yes. And, and then if you could do it. For a month or two, you're doing great. So now, you you go to the diner, you get your treat. Get my treat. You get your treat. Now, what do you do then? Don't even hear what the treats are. <laughs> Usually a blueberry muffin. Of course I do. Sometimes. <laughs> a blueberry. Sometimes. I'll ask. I'll go, what came in at what hour today? I don't want to hear any nonsense out of these people. What do you mean? No nonsense. I mean, what came in at 6? If it's 10 o'clock, I don't want what came in at 6. I want what came in at 8.30. So like scratch tickets, you want a new deal. You want a, you want a new day. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guys tell me because they know you know I'm such a good tipper. They're always like, oh, Colin, you got to try the uh, this pastry came in today. I'm like, all right, let's I, try I don't that. know if it's a good tipper, but <laughs> you know, the consistent buyer, <laughs> I think, is more. <laughs> and then so that's usually what I'll get, you know. So you come in, you get you get a nice pastry, yeah, uh, 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 and then you get this other pastry you like too. What is this called? Apple pie Danish. Apple pie Danish, and you just get the name alone tells you how great it must be. I've never had one, but just imagine. I thought you were going to bring one today. It's got Danish. Yeah. I wouldn't bring you one because they made them early in the morning. Wow. By now, it's not as good. Right. All right. So you get your apple pie Danish or your blueberry muffin. Yeah. Probably both. Maybe sometimes. Sometimes. But these are the rewards. So I'm like, I'll leave it there and I'll take one bite with the tea. Right. And I'm like, you know what? You can keep drinking tea, but until you listen and write for the next 15, 20 minutes, you don't get another bite. So you get 15, 20 minutes. That's it. No, no. 15, 20. To a bite. Then 15, 20. Then 15, 20. If I, get, if I could do, if you could do an hour a day, you're ahead of the game. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that, and that's as simple as it is. An hour a day of writing. And you're ahead of everything. You're ahead of everything. But it's hard. But guess what? No, you're not ahead of everything. Because here's what I realized this year. I'm glad we're talking about this. I realized writing, everybody writes all the time. Everybody's always trying to write jokes, right? Well, everybody in comedy trying to write jokes. Guess what the hard part is? Memorizing is horrible. Yeah. That's almost as hard as writing. Right. Memorizing. So you might say, I have great jokes. And I've seen this experiment. Maybe it's the way my mind works, but I feel like it must be a lot of people. Right. Where I'm literally... Like, I write this thing, I go, that's great, that's great. I got to remember that part tonight. I got to remember that part tonight, and I forget it. But you don't write it down. I write it down. But you don't go up on stage with that. You don't have that. Sometimes I do, but sometimes I don't. If I'm doing a gig, I can't well, go it's, on stage. It's funny. I, I have cue cards, 
and I'll write down just the header of that little thing. Like, right. Um, but where would like, you put it? At a I'll gig? put it mature massage. Where would you put it though? I'll on put it in my. Stage? I look at it in my hand right before I'm going on, and right. I'll look at it, look at it, and I. What I do too that helped me out, and this helped me out with acting too. Remembering lines. If you can't remember a chunk of dialogue, write it out. Just write the whole thing out. Right. And a couple times, and then read it. And by writing it, you're yeah. memorizing it. That's so good. when I write down the phrase or the sentence. Yeah. You know, like young people love large groups. Right. The younger you are, the bigger your group is. The older you are, the smaller your group. That's funny. Then I know it. That's you know funny, I mean? by the way. Huh? That's funny, by the way. Yeah. It's yeah. funny and sad. Eh, well, you can, That's why it's funny. I think it's because it's kind of sad. I think it's brilliant that you get to just not hang out with those scumbags. I know, but it's still funny <laughs> and sad. There's still something about the excitement of like, yeah, <laughs> let's go. You don't care that he's, you don't care that the diner hates you for putting eight tables together. <laughs> You're not even thinking about that stuff. The other people sitting there eating their meals. Oh, look at these people. Yeah, <laughs> but um, right. So, so you write it all down. So you write, yeah. So so. Now you sit there and you write for an hour. When are you, when are you done? When do you get? When are you free of your prison? After the last bite of the delicious treat is eaten and about three cups of tea. So your tr- your your timer is a treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally have to do that or else I won't do it. That's fucking. And as you know, when I have some Lorna Dunes, huh. it'll usually be a mini sleeve of Lorna Dunes. That's about. I think it's four in the mini sleeves. It's not the whole box. So you'll go 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 20, 15, 20. Yeah. And then you'll go and get another Lord of Dune or a treat or a bite or something. Yeah. With your tea. Yeah. And then, then, yeah. yeah. And then, now what if you catch fire on something? You just Uh, let it go. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to keep going. Of course, if you catch fire... It's great. Like, time flies because writing takes so long right. that time flies when you're writing. Like, you're like, oh, my God. When you get something going, yeah. then it really does fly. You're like, that was a half hour, and I'm so proud of myself. I want to take a break and go watch TV or some shit, you know. But the worst yeah. is you have to shut your phone off. You can't go online. You know, like, that's the hard, that's that's the the <laughs> toughest thing. Like, if you have yeah. other stimuli, that's why I go to the diner. Well, that's why it's so funny. So, uh, you know, people talk about the great writers of the world. It was like, yeah, it was probably easy to write Shakespeare. That was TV. <laughs> right. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. All of a sudden, this just fantasy. He got to you know live in this. He was in another place. Another yeah. with other. Got to pee. I mean, dude, if Shakespeare lived today, he'd be fucking. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He 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 literally would be fucking Stavros Halkius, <laughs> just a smart little fat Greek kid. <laughs> just. A, <laughs> I mean, you. It's a lot. There's a lot going against us. I know. I know. There's a lot going against. I know. Us, especially as comics, because we're I, we're such pieces of shit to begin with. Right. We we kind of did this so we wouldn't have to work. Yes. I thought. I used to watch like David Brenner. He go on the Tonight Show. This guy looked like he was having a blast. I was like, look at this guy. He's got the shag haircut, the open shirt. He's having a blast up there. You know, he probably doesn't write and. I didn't realize, like, to do five minutes, I was like, five minutes, because I make my friends laugh. I was yeah. always funny. Yeah. So I, my friends would be like, you're hilarious. And I'd be like, yeah, but you're talking about stuff that they know. Yeah. So it's like, I know a lot of funny people that would have been stand-ups, 
But like you said, the worst part, the biggest joke on us as stand-ups is we tried to get out of work by being comedians, <laughs> and it's so much work. It's so much work. But it's, you know. And you don't realize it until all of a sudden a yeah. lot of people who worked hard are flying by you. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, my God. They have actually jobs. Yeah. And you're like, shit. Yeah. Wow. No, it's 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 no it's it's serious stuff to if you want to move ahead in stand up. And like you said, some people, you know, they sort of playing around, but for, for anybody else, everybody's busting their ass. You know, there's people that inspire me. You're one of them. Um, you know, there's guys like who are, you know, like you, uh Jim Serpico. Um the you know, you guys, like people, are you big fans of, uh, of you know, who inspires you? What people, you know, Richard Pryor or blah, blah. It's like people I, like you and, and Serpico, guys who are like me, but somehow learned how to do th these this work. This sitting down at a computer and going at it and coming out on the other side, not knowing if it was good or not, or not knowing... And then learning the process of it. Okay, I thought that was. Let me oh, let me try it again. Keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. And there's so much rejection. It and then all of a sudden to come out with something that's great. Yeah. You know where you know I wrote that script with Serp. It was like oh shit. It's not just writing this. There's so much work. And you like I'd give it to him or Saletti, and it would come back. And I was like wow. What the fuck is that? Where did what happened? Right. And you're like, oh, because no, look, dude, what you had was good. That was great, but it needed this or that. And it's like, oh, there's so many levels in good writing. There's so much work involved, and it's you have to doing it. It's always easy to do it when there's a deadline or there's some type. That's of, right. Of fuck you, this got to be done. That's right. But to do it when you don't really have to do it, the worst. That's you're right. Because it's like, it's also, even though the deadline seems like the fear makes guys like us do it, Yeah. but it's also, there's almost more fear when there's no deadlines. So you're like, what am I doing this for? What's the point? And that's a different kind of fear. Yeah. But I, I tell you, the worst, the worst best quote I've ever heard about writing is somebody said, writing is rewriting. I hate that, but it's the truth. Yeah. yeah. It's the total truth. Because how many times, this is the good thing about being a stand-up, by the way. Is how many times I've gone, you know what? I just wrote a great joke. Yeah. And I go on stage that night and I do it, and the crowd's like, that was a good setup. Where's the joke? Right. And I'm like, oh my God. I just wrote a funny <laughs> observation without a punchline. Yeah. That's not going to get a laugh. And even though they might be like, we appreciate the setup, but, yeah. you know, like they know. And so stand up, the audience, even though, you know, you want to kill them sometimes. They're such a part of our process that no other no other art has them as your co-writer almost. Not your co-writer, but oh, yeah. whatever they are, yeah. they're a bigger part of us than any other business. I, 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 I love, that's why I love The Cellar. I'll do a joke here at The Cellar and then yeah. go to the Village Underground and it doesn't work. Wow. Because it's a different crowd. Yes. And yes. I got to figure out how to make it work there after... Uh, uh, a Lynn Coplitz, yes, you know what I yes. mean, who just annihilates, right? Or a, a, a Judah who yes. just has a different temple than me, yes. And I get a oh shit, and then I go up to the Pussycat, and 
I it it doesn't work up there. Right. You know, so I got to get it go. I got to get that joke that worked at the cellar at the most amazing club in the world. Right. To work over at the Village Underground after somebody who just annihilated, and then go up to a small venue. Yes. And find the subtleties. Yeah. Of this joke. Yes. Like where is because I can't go. It's not two hundred people. That's right. They're they're lounging. Yeah. The pussycat. So yeah. How can I? What? How is that? And then all of a sudden you have a joke. I can do it any room after anybody. That's right, and 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 it works. You're right. That that's so the audience. Each audience is fucking really a big part of it. You're right. Yeah, but you but that's what's so fascinating. Exactly, like people are like oh that joke worked, and then you know anybody that comes to see you, like when you're first dating a girl and they come to your comedy shows, and you can see them be like, what happened? That joke killed. Yeah. Too many. A half hour ago, you're right, like you said, you're right around the corner, and now you're right downstairs. It's three different reactions, and that teaches you stuff that nobody, yeah. you can only learn by being on stage and yeah. getting that. And, and you remember your first couple of years, you walk away from the first set cocky, and then you walk in to the other place, and you're like cocky, and then suddenly, suddenly, you, who was the king of the other, everybody in that club right. thinks you were the king. Yeah. Every audience member goes, you're the best. And then suddenly, these people are like, who's this loser? The king was just on. This idiot with a uh, sweat coming out of their nostril. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. it, you learn something that, that nobody nobody should have to learn. Right. But you learn something that really teaches you. It makes you something. I remember one time, I, I, was, I was going to do some non-comedic, non-traditional comedian type thing. Mm. And I talked to you. I go, how is it? And you go, it's great. You said, because... As a real comedian, you'll go up there, and they're so not used to that, that you just kill. And that's exactly what happened. I went up to this weird thing, yeah. and they were like, oh, this guy's like, see, you. there's some seasoning that just happens from yeah. all that rejection, all that adulation <laughs> followed by you, yeah. brutal, brutal rejection yeah. that makes you into something that's a comedian. Yeah, indestructible. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're almost, yeah, you're, you're, you, you know, don't you, care. I, well, you see these Navy SEALs doing this shit, and you're like, that's impossible. Yeah, yeah. It's impossible to to right. do that. That training to me is just why. We, and you yeah. see guys quitting. On, comedy is the same way. Yes, it's like we get to the point where we can go into any country, anywhere, and yeah. fucking just the, kill. the do, fourth day of when they're not sleep when they're sleeping two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like the sixth time the whole audience is. Booing you and yeah. going, you suck. That's when you're they, a loser. Yeah, you're you have at, to walk past them to walk out. That's where you're at, co at a college in front of a thousand people, and the lady takes the mic out of your hand <laughs> and goes, "Thank you, Robert." Yes, <laughs> that's the that's like day four of Hell Week. Yeah, yeah. That's when all the people quit, yeah. <laughs> well, you, if you ring the bell, then you're going to be a comedian. Yeah, you want to ring the bell and call your manager and say, "I'm, oh. I'm never coming back here again." I did a oh god. But then the next year he goes, "Okay, you're back at uh, SUNY fucking <laughs> Del High." Del High. Yeah. <laughs> And you're going back up again. But this time you annihilate. Yeah. Take them out. Yeah. I've done it. I know. It's, I know. It's, uh, yeah. Well, listen, you got this. Uh, you, you, are you still doing the hour over at the Pussycat? Yes. What nights do you do it? Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. At what time? Seven. Seven o'clock. If you want to go see Colin run his hour, um, run the new hour over at the uh, Fat Black Pussycat. Um, on uh, Monday, two is it Tuesday, Wednesday? Tuesday, and Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, call Tim Gage. No, call. Uh, <laughs> go to the comedy cellar. <laughs> Don't go to fucking <laughs> Tim Gage. <laughs> go to the comedy cellar. 
<laughs> Does Tim open for you all the time? Most of the time. All right, Tim is your cousin. <laughs> yeah. All right. I love Tim. He's a funny guy. Uh, he's a real funny guy, but he's yeah. out of his fucking mind. Um, go to thecomedycellar.com for tickets. You can buy them right up there. It's, uh, it's almost a master class in what comics, what we, what we do and what we should do. You know, and what I don't do a lot, I really don't. You know, I um, I'm starting to now, um, but for a long time, I just, I really just relied on my funny, and now, being at where I'm at in this stage of the game, it's it's funny that you get more juice out of um, being afraid and accomplishing something that you don't think could ever come to fruition. As it be a story for a TV show or a new joke or, you know, trying something new and, and coming up with that new hour. And then all of a sudden going, oh, my God, I got it. And I did it. And it's awesome. You know what I mean? Shit. Yes. And then you as comics, we're right back to now what? That's right. <laughs> which is which is another suck part. Right. Because as soon as you achieve that amazing goal of another hour. Yes. You're right back to where you were. Yeah. That empty feeling. Emptiness. And it's just like, oh, you know? Yeah, nobody ever gets us. No. No TV show, no movie. I mean, is there one that, that gets it? No! I don't get Not back. yet. Not yet. Maybe you'll write it. Yeah. Can I star in it? I'd love it. With you? I'm not going to be in it. I'm too old. You could be in it. What do you mean? You, you, need the, you could be the club owner. <laughs> Collins Joke House. Uh, <laughs> and fucking, Listen, and, guys. <laughs> oh, I'd love to play a club owner. It's a good, that's the best part. Oh, you'd be the best club you owner. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, you just at a bar with a toupee? Yeah, just sitting there. And he's always got the he's always got the care. And he's like, okay, here's your... And he's just hoping you're like not going to go over the figures. He's like, yeah, 200. Now, there were 40 people every time they have these stories. Now, 40 people did not... You know, these people came on the side, you know. <laughs> ah, the money. It's tough. It's tough. Hey, is that your new Mercedes? Yeah, it's the new one. <laughs> Want to take a look at it? All right, goodbye. <laughs> Fucking club owners. All right, listen, man. Um... Will you come back on again and do this in... Uh, sure. I'd like to talk uh, when you're done with your... Stand, yeah, I that'd talk be great. About, I want to talk about right when you come up with the next thing. When I come up with this hour, when it's done. When it's done. I, I would like talk to talk about that because it's been an interesting process, you know? I would like to talk... When this hour is done, I'd like to talk about I it. I would love to, yeah, because it's it's so confusing, this one. It's the most confusing one. It's, that's That's crazy. Um, all right. Well, this has been another episode of One on One with uh, the great Colin Quinn. This is going to my premium members only. So stop fucking. I got these. You know, we got the premium thing on the channel. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I've been doing a podcast for four years. Yeah. For for nothing. Spent millions of dollars. And, and people are be uh, belly aching because they have to pay for oh, this. Just a, just two, two call me up. Dude, I, I, I got the thing and I pay the one ninety nine, dude. And you know, there's no, there's no premium content. I mean, what are you? What's premium? Uh, well, here you go. The great fucking Colin Quinn is. Uh, we just sat down and had a broke it down. We broke it down and we're gonna get back together and break it down again. Yes. Uh, and that's it. And Colin Quinn, what's your, uh, what's your uh, Home telephone number. 917. You've been listening to the YKWD podcast. Thanks for listening. Now go back to your shitty jobs. Shitty jobs. Check out riotcast.com for all of the best podcasts on the internet. And they're all free. And they're all free.
Let's go.